This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. I just drink wine. Well, hello and welcome to this week's The Wine Situation, where the situation is, despite the fact that, you know, people are getting the vaccine, things are starting to open, but... People are still doing a lot of staying in, and that means they're possibly drinking alone. And I, L. Clifford, Ellen Clifford, whichever, I'm here to amuse you, to keep you company while you drink, to to educate you, uh, so that you don't have to drink alone. And I mean, you don't have to drink while you listen to the podcast, but I kind of think it's fun if you do. I mean, don't do it if you have important things to do, if you have you know, legal briefs to write, if you need to study for a chemistry test. Um, but if you have to study for a wine exam, you, you might pick up a gem here or there. I don't know. Depends what level you're studying for. So, yeah, that's that's what the wine situation is. We're, we're going to tell you stuff about wine and we're going to drink wine. And I, L. Clifford or Ellen, as I said, whichever, I'm, uh, I'm pretty qualified. You know, I, I'm a certified sommelier with quartermaster sommeliers. I hold a diploma from the Wine and Spirit Education Trust. I write for, I write, <laughs> I write for Delectable and Venice and a handful of other people. So uh, um, I don't know everything. I never will. Neither will you. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was rude. Uh, but I'm here to, to be your friend and tell you things. And I think I, I have enough credits to, to, to share. I need to just like start bragging about myself. Just be like, look guys, I know so much. Oh, let me tell you. But I try, I try and keep it humble, guys. Uh, on this podcast, we have some segments. And just to warn you from those segments, shall spring tangents fully grown and Sometimes they don't even need segments. Sometimes the tangents just happen. I also sometimes talk about goth things because uh, life, life, lifelong goth guys, that is me. I started wearing black in like fifth grade because it just felt right. I didn't even know being gothic was a thing. And I still listen to Sisters of Mercy. Um, okay, sorry. So I'll probably talk about goth things and I might bring up cats because who doesn't want to talk about cats? I love cats. Cats are the best. Go cats. How are you guys doing? Feel free to, you know, always hit me up on, on the Instagram, text me, shoot me an email, telegram me, I don't know. Also, I especially want you to tag me. So my group of sommelier friends who've been doing a lot of tastings together, there's this one restaurant in Santa Monica called Rustic Kitchen that has been a big help to us during pandemic. They've, because our tasting group now, it goes all the way into like Orange County. So some people, when they need to return their empty bottles, they, the, the little tiny tasting bottles, they don't want to have to drive all the way to Studio City where Christy, our group leader, is to, to return them. So Rustic Kitchen has kindly been a drop-off point. They've been giving members of our, our group discounts like they're the best people and like all restaurants they have been having a hard time in pandemic so we've been like rallying the troops and every week a few of us take turns trying to like get people people to go and it's actually we've we've gotten a lot of people dining there which is it's a great place they have an amazing wine uh wine list you can buy wine there too you can get takeout they do lobster mac and cheese that's uh, here, fantastic. I wouldn't know because I don't eat lobster. 
fries, uh, cauliflower things. Like it's it's a cool place. Breakfast burritos. You guys got if you're in Santa Monica, you gotta check out Rustic Kitchen. Eat in, eat out, take out, just buy wine and go. I don't know. Um, yeah, check out Rustic Kitchen, if you will. Uh, I don't know how I got into that except for I was like, how are you guys? Please tell me. And then I'm like, oh, let me tell you about Rustic Kitchen. Well, now I've done that. Um, let's get into our agenda because I've, whew, this this episode it was a joy to draft, but it's it's got there's a, there's a lot going on here. I'm gonna try try to keep it light, try and keep it chill. I nearly had a panic attack uh, researching our sexy soil because I was like, I don't understand soil still. Just when I think I understand it, I don't. But we're, we're gonna get through it together, guys. So uh, let's have our agenda. We are going to return to the, the, the bones upon which the vegan, let's call it chickpea flesh of this podcast hang on, which is the who, what, when, where, why, wine. Those clues are the bones that are s- scattered throughout the episode, and at the end you'll reveal what I was trying to give you clues to. Uh, and in between is, as I said, the vegan, possibly this week, chickpea flesh, which is the other segments. So what other segments are we going to have? Well, we're going to have a sexy soil. We're going to get to know and taste together a woman-made wine. Uh, then we're going to have a happy cocktail hour where I tell you about a drink I made recently that was pretty cool. And yeah, then I will reveal the who, what, when, where, why wine, and you will be able to get on with your day, perhaps enlightened, perhaps amused, or perhaps you just drank too much wine while listening and now you're just buzzed and need a nap. I don't know. If, if that's the case, then, you know, be careful. Exercise caution, have a glass of water, have a snack, and then get on with things. So the first clue is your who, which is, this might be a little tricky of me, but I'm just going to tell you that your who is Poseidon. That's right. Okay, now we have our sexy soil, Silex. Doesn't that sound great? It's like, this week's sexy soil is Silex. S-I-L-E-X. Now, this is found in the Sancerre and Puy-Fumé regions, which lie in the central vineyards, which lie in the Loire Valley, which is like more northerly France. And what is Silex? Well, it's so confusing because I read different... Uh, different definitions, and some of them use words that could, are all, I was like, are, so one definition I found was flinty rocks in a bed of clay and limestone. Uh, another one called it a flint and sand-based soil type formed from a mix of clay, limestone, and silica. Another talked about how the important thing in it was like the silica, and what is silica? So let's, let's, let's go a step deeper. Um, that's silicon dioxide. And in the Loire Valley, in Sancerre and Puy-Fumé, it went through chemical changes that made it sharp, and it is frequently found in quartz. So I was like, huh, are these flinty rocks? Is this the quartz that has the silica? So then I looked up um, flint and got my answer. It's a Flint is a sedimentary cryptocrystalline. Ooh, if I start a cryptocurrency, I'm going to call it cryptocrystalline silex. Um, the cryptocrystalline form of the mineral quartz. Um, and it's frequently found in chalk and marley limestone. Marley limestone, that's just like a mix of clay and stuff. So yeah, the, the flinty rocks you're finding are your, your quartz that's got the silica in it. 
and it's on a bed of clay and limestone. Limestone is a sedimentary uh, a sedimentary rock formed by years of pressure on like dead exoskeletons of sea creatures. I don't know. Um, why is soil so confusing? Clay, as I said, describes a texture. It's like the finest particles. And so, so why is Celex important? Why do we care about it? Well, it's the, the mix it's got um, is very good at capturing and retaining heat. And I believe like rocks, especially those flinty rocks, they're very good at holding the heat and then like releasing it when at night. And this is important because things can get a little chilly in the Loire Valley. So if you have the soil that, you know, drains well enough, contains enough water, can give you a little extra heat, that means your grapes can get nice and ripe. Uh, and people also sort of say, they say the silica like adds to the mineral nature of the, so the, the wine you will find, well, the only wine you'll find in Puy Fumé is a Sauvignon Blanc. Um, in Sancerre, it could be Sauvignon Blanc, it could be Pinot Noir. Um, so yeah, people say it adds the mineral nature to them. The, the jury's out on these things. But what I will say is it's so so famed is the soil that the winemaker Didier Dagano makes a wine straight up named Silex, which is a Sauvignon Blanc from Puy Fumé. So I don't know, was that sexy? Is Flint sexy? Is Quartz sexy? Is Silex sexy? It is now. And I would say I find the the wines, the Sauvignon Blancs of Sancerre, and I, I love Puy Fumé. I might like it more than Sancerre, especially these days, because, well, Sancerre is just, ugh, it's getting so ripe and, like, doesn't even taste like Sauvignon Blanc anymore some days. <sighs> but I really do, I do love a Puy Fumé. So uh, I find them to be very sexy wines, like they're crisp, they're... They got that acidity. They got a little bit of grassiness to them. Um, I, I'm a fan. Okay. Was that enough about the sexy soil? I feel like maybe I kind of like glossed over that one, partly because I'm still like, am I getting all these facts right? Is this right? Um, but I, I think you get you get the hint. You know, flinty rocks, which are like quartz that has silica in it, and that like leads to there being enough heat for grapes to get nice and ripe. Uh, th th those are the basics. <laughs> so let's have another clue. Remember, your who was Poseidon, your what is a French wine named both for the grape and the region, which. I need to fact check this, but that may be the only AOC named for both grape and region, which is very Italian of them, which, well, you'll learn more. Okay, um, so it's bittersweet, the wine I'm drinking today, because it is one of the last things I bought at my, my formerly favorite bottle shop, Eve, but uh, Nathaniel Munoz, you've heard him on the pod before, he has moved on, so Eve is no more. But this is one of the last things I bought there when I was like, Nathaniel, hook me up with some wines made by women. And what he hooked me up with was him, the Champagne Blanc de Noir Gustan by Val Frison. It's made of 100% Pinot Noir. Um, so let's, let's learn about Valerie Frison. She took over her family's vines in the village of Ville-sur-Art, Arc? Oh, shoot, my printed page cut off. Um, but she, anyway, she inherited her family's vines in 1997. Initially, she sold the grapes to a local cooperative. 
Uh, together with her then-husband, Thierry Demarne, she began converting her org- vineyards to organic viticulture in 2003. In 2007, that was the first vintage that they were eligible for organic certification, and they started making their own champagne rather than selling it. Uh, it says they released their first two wines in 2010. They made wine together for six years, but Marne left in February of 2013. And today, Frisson continues to run the estate on her own. You do it. Um, let's see. Okay. While Frisson owns a total of six hectares of vines in Ville-sur-Arce, Arc-Arce, it's spelled A-R-C-E, Two and a half hectares are still sold sold to the cooperative each year. Another two and a half hectares have been under the long-term contract with Duval Leroy, although this ended in 2012. Um, So I guess the rest is her own grapes. Most of Frisson's vines are Pinot Noir with just 45 acres planted with Chardonnay. This is typical for this region. Kimmeridgean soils. Ooh, guys, Kimmeridgean. That's um, dominate. Although Frisson draws a distinction between the parcels that contain white clay and yellow clay. Argile Blanche or Argile Jean. So, uh, yeah, I believe she's in the Aube or the Cote de Bar, which is like uh, one of the most southernmost like regions in Champagne and that actually had to fight really hard to become official Champagne. It's a long story, so I won't get into it. Anyway, I like Val. She sounds cool. She's like, I'm going to be organic. She's like, I'm still going to sell some of my grapes so I can just like concentrate and make my own small batches that are exactly what I want them to be. And the one I chose from her, he had a Blanc de Blanc, but you guys, I'm goth, so obviously I wanted the Blanc de Noir, 100% Pinot Noir. Uh, Let's see what else we have to say about it. Um, From the vineyards of the village of Ville-sur-Arts and Cote de Bar. Oh, it's unfiltered and... Pas dos, it, it's with it's a brute nature. That means there is no dosage. That means after they got rid of the, they when they after they, so champagne a secondary fermentation happens in the bottle and like all these things called lees the dead yeast cells they do this thing called riddling to get them all to accumulate in the neck of the bottle and then they pop pop it out um in a suddenly i'm like why am i blanking on what you call that that process it's the uh oh oh my god it's normal wine word can't disgorgement um so sometimes after that because champagne can be quite tart people will add like a little bit of extra grape juice or a little something to to in this sweeten it but brut nature means they add no dosage uh what else about this carry out spontaneous malolactic fermentation and vinified for six months on the yeast in barrels plus another 19 sur lot a i think that's like in the bottle oh or wait okay more indigenous yeast yes okay oh and now they have tasting notes which i'm not going to look at until i've tasted the wine now we're going to take a little journey to my refrigerator which is really full of wine because i have a tasting of the Primitivo di Mandurio wines next week, and they sent me like 12 bottles of Primitivo, also known in America as Zinfandel. So my fridge is like extra full of wine. Uh, I just wanted you to be able to envision what I saw when I opened my fridge. Beyond that, what I see is balsamic vinegar, some herbs, uh, mint mint and thyme, a monster drink, three types of salsa, because... And the three, four, five types of hot sauce, 
and cottage cheese. That and then there's some cauliflower and broccoli. That's that's what makes up most of my fridge besides wine, but mostly it's wine. Okay, you didn't ask about that, but that was one of those are one of those tangents that I just decided you needed apparently. So let's open up this bottle of wine. Normally I try and open the wine before, but for champagne I wanted to wait so we could have full on bubbles. Okay, let's see how quietly I can do this. La, 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 la. That was kind of loud, but that's okay. Oh, I love watching the the steam, the the air that you the, the smoke. What do you call what is it that you see wafting out of a champagne bottle when you open it? Is that just gas? Is that the carbon dioxide? Ooh, look at that! There's a deeply that almost looks like a rosé, but no, it's it's not. Wow. So I'm gonna cheers you guys. I'm gonna take a taste. We'll have another clue, and then we'll play the game that's not a game. What's in the glass where I walk you through a tasting of this? Uh, cheers. Mm. <laughs> oh, I nearly sneezed so bubbly. I didn't even get a sip. Pardon me. Okay, let's try this again. Oh. Yes, please. Yes, sir. May I have another? I can't because Eve is closed. I'll have to go find somewhere else to find it. Um, okay. So let's revisit our clues. Our who is Poseidon. Our what is a French wine named for grape and region. Um, our when is 1985 when it was promoted to an AOC. Okay, now let's drink more of this wine. This is definitely has a brute nature. Like it, it, I don't mean this in a bad way, but I taste it and I'm like, this is a fairly natty wine. Um, so the color is like rose gold, yeah, with teeny tiny little very lively, 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 super lively, so lively I sneezed when I tried to take a sip, bubbles just doing their thing, going crazy, um, on the nose, more of that yeasty, nutty, like yeasty, nutty, nutty nature, um, a little like, a little something floral, like dried rose petals or something. Mm. Uh, but mostly I'm getting like the the bready the bready type of notes, almost a little creamy. Let's let's taste it. Ooh, dry. Yeah, as brute nutters tend to be. Um, ooh, medium plus acid, medium body flavor intensity. I'm gonna put it at medium plus. You get um, a little bit of salinity on the palate. In addition, like you still get the breadiness, you still get. Mm, you get a little more like red fruit on it, but then also something almost citric, but like like a raspberry maybe. That's that's not citric, but I just thought it, this reminds me of like raspberries and roses spread on bread. Um, Hmm. Yeah. Yeasty. I keep just, I'm not using my words. Oh, but yeah, there's a salinity to it. Like that wet rock and salt. Like this, this, guy, this is like electric wine. It's got life. This wine is alive. Um, the, the bubbles are on the palate. Very. Hmm. 
they're just like tiny, tiny little prick, prick points, um, but are pleasant. Ooh, it's just, the finish just keeps going. Um, this is a super cool wine. I'm very happy I got it. I love my Blanc de Noir. I don't know why everyone thinks Blanc de Blanc is superior. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know why it's got, I, I don't know. I feel like people always think that's the best of the best. I'm like, I want Blanc de Noir or a blend. I, I don't know. I like them all, but maybe it's just that I'm goth and this is made of Pinot Noir. I, I think it's cool that they make a, well, this actually almost looks like a rosé, but it's really, it's more yellow. It's a rose gold. Uh, I wonder how much skin contact the grapes went under for this. I do not know. Hmm. Oh, I should see what the website tasting notes were. Oh, okay. Um, it opens with the nose of different aromas of ripe fruit, spices, candied fruit, and yeasts. Well, I got the ripe fruit and yeast. I don't get spices on the nose. Like maybe nutmeg if I stretch, but I'm not getting it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and they're just like, oh, palate rich in effervescence, yet fine and persistent. That's true. To be sipped at the end of a meal. Whoops. Uh, I haven't had dinner yet, you guys. It's 11.40 at night, and I have not had dinner, but that's how I roll. I will definitely eat something after this. It says, to be sipped at the end of a meal, accompanied by a selection of cheeses typical of the French tradition. I don't have any cheese, guys. Except, well, I have cottage cheese. I feel like that's not what they had in mind when they suggested that, though. <sighs> okay, I'm cheersing you one more time. Oh, I'm drinking this out of my universal Zalto glass, because uh, I, I find it to be one of the best ways to drink a sparkling wine, rather than a flute or a coupe. Uh. Hmm. Okay. Back to our clues, before we forget. Okay, your who is Poseidon. What is a French wine named for great and region? When, 1985, promoted as AOC. Where is the Languedoc-Roussillon? Which is in the south of France, <laughs> if you don't know where that is. Now, Languedoc-Roussillon is re really, Languedoc and Roussillon are kind of two different regions, but they sort of group them together. This particular one actually lies in more the Languedoc side of things. So um, some of you will have this by now for sure. Some of you might be really witty and have got it on the first clue. I don't know. Let's get on to our happy cocktail hour. So my friend Bethany and I are working on a concept, like a website that be kind of like the Reductress and kind of like the Onion, like there'll be parody, but there's going to be other stuff. And at first we were kind of joking, like, because it's like, well, the, the onion can be, like, I think it's a little, like, a, a lot of guys on it. Um, so we're like, oh, since we're two women, um, albeit uh, not all, not always, um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm not gonna, I won't get into that on this episode, but um, the, so she's like, oh, should we call it the scallion? And I was like, I don't know that like I don't want to like immediately pay homage to the onion and then I was like what about the art of ch the artichoke and she was like what about the art of choke <laughs> which I just kind of love because you think about things that are funny and like choking you know is when um you know you're not doing well on stage but then also choke is like it's a little kinky and art like the art of choke so, but then I was like, why does this sound so familiar? So I hit up my friend Google and was like, yo, Google, tell me what up with this. 
and I found, and I was like, oh, of course, and I made this cocktail before. There's a cocktail called The Art of Choke that was uh, originated by Kyle Davidson of the Violet Hour uh, Bar, which is in Chicago. And it's named The Art of Choke because it contains chinar, that's spelled C-Y-N-A-R, which is an Amaro that is made from artichokes. Does it taste like artichokes? Hell no. It tastes bitter and sweet and uh, spicy. Uh, I don't even quite know how to put it, except that it's one of my favorite Amaro. I try to always have it on hand. So what I hadn't had an Art of Chokes, so I made one like probably at least a couple of years ago. I, and I revisited it the other day and I'm like, damn, this is a good drink. So it is one ounce rum, one ounce chinar, an eighth of an ounce, which translates to three quarters of a teaspoon if you don't have an ounce that small, um, eight, an eighth of an ounce of fresh lime, an eighth of an ounce of demerara syrup made in the two to one ratio. That's two, you, demerara sugar. It's like, it's like verging on like, it's kind of like brown sugar, but it's like a little coarser. It's like a little, a little funkier. I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it's hard to explain, but it makes really lovely, simple syrups. And this one being made in the two to one means that like you would use two cups of demerara to one cup of water when you're dissolving it. Uh, and then there's a quarter ounce of green chartreuse, which is like an herbal spirit thing that monks made up. Um, and mint to garnish. Now, the recipe says you're supposed to stir and serve in a rocks glass over ice. Maybe I did that the first time I made it, but I, and I should have tried it again. I should have done it side by side, but I was like, this has juice in it. And normally when a cocktail has juice, you're supposed to shake it. Hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to shake it. And also I'm going to serve it up. No ice in a cocktail glass. And then you garnish it with mint. And my God, you guys, it's refreshing. It's herbal. It's like, God, it, it, it's just, it's such, a, it's such a good drink. So yeah, uh, get yourself some chinar and some rum and some lime juice and demerara sugar and chartreuse and mint. The mint really, I wanted to make it. I like, I got one out and got mint specifically so I could make it because <laughs> that's why, the, I, as I mentioned, I have mint in my fridge. You know, you always want to think the garnish doesn't matter, but you guys, garnishes for cocktails are like freaking everything. They will change a drink, hopefully for the better, not for the worse. So that was your happy cocktail hour. I feel like I'm making really good time on this. I'm almost wondering if I like left something out or maybe I'm just like ripping through things without as many tangents. Is that what's happening? Should I do, should I do like a freestyle tangent? Probably not. Let's go through our clues again. We're so close to revealing what the who, what, when, why wine is. Your who is Poseidon. Your what is a French wine named for a grape and region. Your when is 1985 when it was promoted as an AOC. Your where is the Languedoc which is spelled L-A-N-G-U-E-D-O-C, which is in the south of France. And your why is you want a white wine that a lot of people don't know about, except for probably in the UK, where most of it is exported to. What am I talking about? Picpoul de Pinay. That's spelled P-I-C-P-O-U-L. That's, um... That is the grape, 
de Pinay, P-I-N-E. So it's Picpul from Pinay, the, the region of Pinay. And yeah, I'm trying to think if there is another French region that is named that way, because normally they're just named for the region. They don't mention the grape. But this one is, I mean, you, like in Italy, you'll see Brunello di Montalcino, which means the Brunello grape, which is a clone of Sangiovese, made in um, uh, 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 Montalcino. Or you'll see... Yeah, they name things both for grape and region there sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. And you don't see that in France, so that... I need to fact check, but this may be the only one named that way. Now, I know everyone's like, Poseidon, Ellen. What the fuck? And it's not just that... You guys, I've been reading The Metamorphoses by Ovid. And it's crazy, like those Greek slash Roman... Well, this is... They give them all the Roman names, but it's it's all the Greek mythology those gods were kind of terrible to humans like and yet the humans worshipped them which had me thinking about a recent president did i talk about this already um but also they were like really progress i think progressive in some things like there were definitely some people there that they kind of were just like well narcissus was beautiful narcissus was beautiful both to women and men narcissus was just beautiful and they seemed like a little more comfortable with gender fluid people than uh, people have been for, people are getting there these days, but it's taken some time. So take home story is that ginger is a construct and doesn't always correspond to your genitalia. That was too much, I'm sorry. I still identify as a she, by the way. Um, oh, I'm, okay, I'm not gonna go further. Uh, I'm just talking too much. So, Poseidon, why did I say Poseidon? <laughs> since 1995, Poseidon. So, since 1995, Picpoul de Pinay is, has to be sold in a special bottle called Neptune. So, Poseidon was the Greek name for, for the sea god, and Neptune was the term that Romans used. What does, and you know I love collecting names of cool bottles. Maybe in additional to Sexy Soils, I should have, like, uh, salacious, no, wait, um, bodacious bottles? <laughs> Maybe. A Nept so, a Neptune, it's green, and it's at the top, it is embossed with waves. Below that, it is embossed with the cross of the Languedoc-Roussillon, and at the very bottom, there are columns which are embossed that are said to resemble Roman Doric columns, and I couldn't find anywhere an explanation for that. I'm like, well, they also did use the Roman name for a Greek god to name the bottles, so I, I need to do some more research into Penae. Perhaps it was originally Roman settlers? I, I'm not sure. I don't know that I've had... I know, think I've had Peak Pool in general. I don't know that I've had Peak Pool de um, Pinay. Although I do know that the Wine and Spirit Educational Trust Diploma has blind-tasted people on that, and I'm like, that is a bitchy-ass thing to do. Ugh. Mm. Except I read that, like, 60% of their exports or something go to the UK, so maybe, and the Wine Spirit Educational Trust is based in England, so maybe they're just like, yeah, Pickpool did a Pinay, it's like Pinot Grigio, everybody knows it. Anyway, and that was your who, what, when, where, why wine, what does it taste like? Well, as I told you, I haven't had it personally, um, but uh, apparently it is dry with medium to high acid, and it tends to be like lemony and floral, and then... I also saw that peak pool means lip stinger, which I guess references like the acid levels, perhaps. 
Although I've also heard people say that Malbec has something to do with like Beck being like a mouth, like the wine stinging your mouth. So I don't trust. Whenever I people tell you like the etymology of a grape name, I, I I'm not so I'm not so easy to trust you. I don't know. Um. Yeah. So that was your who, what, when, where, why wine. It's just over a half hour and I got you guys out of here and now I can just like go finish this beautiful Val Frisson Blanc de Noir and you can maybe take a trip to um, Rustic Kitchen if you happen to be around Santa Monica or maybe you can go to your kitchen and rustle up an art of choke and if nothing else you can sit down, hit the books and do a better explanation of Silex, this week's sexy soil, than I did. In the meantime... I'm going to go work on a sketch for the Art of Choke, the website. I hope it's okay. I was like, we came up, Bethany came up, Bethany doesn't, I don't think she does a lot of cocktail making, so um, hopefully it's okay. That's not like, I don't think they've like trademarked the term and surely we would get the cocktail shout out. So I hope, hope it's okay that we use that for our website. It really does sound like we're starting a bondage site a little bit though. Hmm. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> Guys, thank you for listening. Uh, if you feel it, if you want to drop me some stars or say something nice on the Apple Podcasts, that would be super awesome. If not, you don't have to. It's a free world. You can listen or not. You can be my friend and help me out and leave me reviews, or I can just go away and never podcast again. That's probably not going to happen. I have too much fun talking to myself into this microphone. Uh, I apologize I didn't have a guest this week. I thought I was going to get it together for that to happen. But I've got a couple of guests, in, like winemaker guests, in the works. So there might be some more of the like long-form talking to a winemaker pods in the future. So yeah, please um, you know, stay safe. Enjoy delicious things to eat and drink. Be good people. Do things that make you happy, that don't hurt other people. And... Uh, yeah, I will look forward to talking to you next week. Cheers! Glass! I just drink wine! I don't fuck with my I just drink wine! I don't fuck with men and I just drink wine! I don't fuck with coffee mates! I just drink wine! Give me red, white, or say, Don't test me, motherfucker, I'm a Somaliite! And a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.